So how do you know you are a rock star? How do you find out if you are exceptional talent? Basis what? You know, a job description asking for a rock star, a superstar does not automatically imply that you are one. You are the chosen one. And well, if you're not then, do you still apply? I'm guessing, yes, you still go ahead and apply for those jobs anyway. So what happens after that? As it turns out, in most cases, you do not hear back or don't progress to get the role. And you wonder, so what went wrong? You thought Matrix had chosen Neo for the role, but the hiring manager did not have the same understanding. So you think, bad company, silly hiring manager. But did it occur? Could it just have been you? In sales, having 100% attainment does not make you exceptional. In most cases, it's just a basic job requirement. So how does that make you great or a rock star? Your self-assessment of greatness might mismatch with the hiring manager's assessment. While underestimation is clearly not good, but overestimation of self-worth often finds a proverbial market correction, also known as reality check, until it resets the mind to the right position. It's good to feel good, but being real is the real deal. Sometimes being real is the hallmark of a superstar. Join me in this fascinating episode of Bus Talk to understand what does it take to be a rock star. Hello and welcome to Bus Talk, a podcast about your work-life balance or the lack thereof, where we do simple talk in the world of complex commentary, the life around work and sundry. It's for those who need support in strife, stuck in the traffic of work life, hoping to find a method to the madness, joy in sadness, clarity in confusion and sanity in this commotion. Welcome to Bus Talk. Okay, so you want to be a superstar. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with feeling that you are the best in the world. That's what all confidence is all about. Remember, a lot of people mention about you should have the right attitude and then the rest will follow. And so people often take this message a little too far. What it actually means is to have a positive attitude, meaning also having a low need for approval. Simply put means if somebody comes around and says, wow, you're great, you suddenly don't start to feel like Superman. And if somebody says you are really bad, then you don't start feeling like, you know, the worst criminal in the whole world. Extreme ends of self-assessment basis someone else's prediction or judgment or commentary is not going to make you a superstar. So then what does make you a superstar? Superstars are those people who don't aim to be a superstar. They aim to do good work. They aim to do whatever that they do to the best of their ability. The nomenclature, the titles, the way people address you as superstar is success as defined by them. If you have your own definition of success, then you could be a superstar in whatever parameters that you set yourself out to be. Give you a real example. Take the typical sales rep. Getting to 100% attainment does not make you a superstar. That's one reality. It's a basic job requirement, right? That you have to 
get to 100% attainment quarter on quarter, year on year. You set yourself a goal that you would go past 100% and get to say 110% attainment, then that would make you a superstar in your own opinion. Now, it could well be that the set of people that you work with are averaging 120% and so they might not think of your 110% as an superstarish attainment possible. But in your opinion, if you have exceeded your expectations beyond what you thought you would achieve, then that is uh, that you are a superstar in your own right. Now, the flip side of it is, if you had thought you would reach 100% and you ended up at 90% and you apply the same logic, look, well, I at least got to 90%, so I am still a superstar. Well, the short answer is, how low will you take the bar? How low will you go? So next time when you get to 80%, will you still be a superstar? So what's the threshold? How low will you keep calling yourself a superstar? So the superstar, at least one thing that comes out is, is a function of exceeding the expected, exceeding the thresholds. And so threshold, I think we can safely agree, is that part where a good job done equals, say, 100% attainment. And this could vary from different job descriptions. That's, you know, what is applicable to sales might not be applicable to marketing. But just to standardize for purposes of this discussion, whatever that gets you a 515 rating or 100% attainment is your quota attainment is generally considered a good job. So the first prerequisite of you being a superstar is that you cross that basic thing without making such a big deal about it, without being so fussy about it. Like, look, I huffed and I puffed and I got to 100% is not a superstar vocabulary. A superstar vocabulary is, yes, it was hard, but it was reachable and I did the right things and I got to 100%. If, if you just walk past the 100% without skipping a beat, then the counter argument could be that the numbers are set wrong or too low. And that's why you could just walk easily. You know, this is often seen in many organizations where if 8 on 10 people are crossing 120, 130% attainment, then clearly somewhere the sales ops is underballing the potential of the region and so the numbers need to be revised but assuming that only two or three out of ten get past hundred percent then it is important that you state that look it wasn't easy it was tough and here are the three things i did to get past the hundred percent mark without breaking a sweat because that means if you are like truly huffing and puffing and struggling and scraping to get to that hundred percent mark maybe something is wrong in the planning that's the other inference that one gets. Alternatively, if you have it too easy, then the numbers are set too low, as I mentioned earlier. So what does therefore make you a superstar is the delta that you get over and above the basic requirements, over and above 100%. So if the distance that you cross from 101 to say 120, assuming anything beyond that becomes really unreasonable. How did you get to the additional 20%? What did you do differently? What help did you seek? And what was your innovation in that? What was your extra effort in that? If you start to think on those lines, predictably, and that's the operative word there, you know, sometimes you might even excel with one big deal, right? So you've been, your average deal size is 10k, 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 and suddenly you get a 30k deal, and that takes you to 120%. That is not superstardom. You get the difference, right? That is not superstardom. It's 
It's a function of chance. It's a function of time. If you've been long enough, you'll always get that bluebird deal somewhere or the other, which you were not expecting. But those who have engineered an incremental 15%, 10%, 20% predictably and included it in the forecast, which means you have informed your manager, your management well ahead in time, in advance, and you land up getting it. That is superstardom in my view. You see, there are so many components to superstardom that it has to be predictable. It has to be shared much before you do it. It has to be repeatable and it has to be always be original. These are the components which make you a superstar. And so oftentimes when you see job descriptions which say wanted a superstar, wanted a rock star, somewhere... I don't know if they use it in the literal sense of the term. It's just become like a much abused and much overused word, if you will. But assuming this is what they mean, that they are looking for those individuals who go over and beyond, the question that you've got to think is that at the time of the interview, what are these incremental additional things that you have done will impress the hiring manager? Those are the two or three bullet points that you've got to share from time to time. And not just share. This is not something that you just got to showcase, right? It's something that you've got to also remember that once you do get the role, and if you do get the role, then you already have set a bar saying that, look, I could do over and above. So then the immediate assessment that you will be put under will be, well, this is what he said he could do or she said she could do. Let's see how she does it now or how he does it now. That will be the assessment. So beware what you claim during the course of the interview. That is the reality of assessment you will face after you get the job. And so there is no fun if you sold yourself as this next superstar and then they go on to find after three months into the job that you are someone best avoided or perhaps a wrong hire, then it doesn't work well for either party, right? It leaves a what do I do with this guy kind of a thought process with the management. And you also think, well, this is not what I bargained for. I was perhaps doing much better in my previous role and previous organization. So this conflict happens. And so it's very important that both the hiring party and the job seeker use the term superstar very carefully, very diligently, well informed that what you seek is something which is over and above. And I've mentioned in my previous bus talk episodes, you might want to check that out. It's called um, Hiring the Dragon Warrior. The short bit on that is, if you are trying to hire a dragon warrior, then are you a master Shifu? And that's from the organizational standpoint, right? That if you are trying to hire top talent, superstar talent, then do you have superstars in the organization who can handle another superstar, incoming superstar? A lot of people say yes to that, but as it turns out, they don't have it. Because as we all know, that mediocrity is the new standard of excellence in majority of the organizations these days. And likewise, from the job seeker point of view, to already assume that you are the next superstar without really knowing the set of people which are there in your prospective organization is a touch presumptuous, if you know what I mean. You know, you haven't gotten into the organization and you're assuming that you'll automatically be a superstar once you 
get in. It is a thin line, right? On one hand, you could call this as confidence. On the other hand, this could be very misplaced overconfidence. And either ways, as it turns out, you know, there is always a market correction, for lack of a better word. It's, in Hindi, it's called as dharti pakar. <laughs> yeah, it essentially means that once you do get in, you suddenly realize that there are a bunch of good people in the organization and you are the one who's struggling to get to a certain standard or result or level and then you start eating humble pie and say oh i thought this was this and i thought that was that so which is why getting into new organizations and how you present yourself in the interviews are very critical if you want to place yourself as a superstar you've got to also be ready for the bouquets or brickbats that come along the way there will be situations where they will love what you say and do and there will be situations where they'll say wow you said this but look this is just not applicable here it might have worked in your previous organization but it's not working here so if it's not working here then it's not good and we can crib and cry about it we can say they don't realize our worth and so on and so forth but net of the reality is you've got to be where you are you know what i'm saying you've got to be with the it is now your company it's no longer their company it's your organization and so you've got to be that this is the best place for me to be in this organization and so i have to be in line with what they think is a good job done not to belabor the point too much but in cricketing parlance it's very common for team india to win when they are playing the domestic season when visiting teams come to india they find it very difficult and so in most cases india win those matches the real test though is and therefore the real measure of success is when they go and visit other countries think of australia england new zealand when they go and visit these countries if they succeed on foreign pitches and foreign wickets that's when you know that it's a true measure of success so very similar analogy to work when you are in an organization you have to go by what they define as a good job done what are the basic components that equal a good job done whether you in person are in agreement or disagreement becomes immaterial if the organization says if you do these three things that equals a good job then you've got to work to get those three things done and you have to make peace with it once you have gotten to that then maybe you can present your case for what should be the true definition of superstardom until you get to that stage you will have to make sure you follow what has been given to you as the existing definition of superstardom And that's about it for this episode of Bus Talk. I do hope you had a good time listening as much as I had sharing these thoughts with you. And if you did, just scroll below and find other episodes of Bus Talk. Share it with others who might appreciate similar content. Here's the good news though. If you had any specific questions or want me to cover a specific topic which matters to you, send me a note on my email gyanban@gmail.com, which is g y a n b a n at gmail.com, and I'll include them in the subsequent episodes. Or you could leave me a voice message using the link below. Reach me on my social media handles on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram #gyanban. That's gyanban. Or you could go on to podpage.com forward slash 
Bustalk. That's B-A-S-T-L-K. So be sure to tune in next week. There's a fascinating episode coming right up. And till then, stay safe, stay well, and bring your A-game to work. You were listening to Bus Talk, and I'm your host, GB. Peace out.